And for me, realizing for the first time that um, Andre had strengths that I didn't have, because I could see my own strengths, no problem with that. I could always see them. I couldn't see my own weaknesses until I started to see her strengths. I'm, I'm whoa, yeah. she has some stuff here that I don't really have. But yeah. that was a real learning for yeah. us, wasn't it? We had to learn, we like to say, to give each other space and grace to be who we were and to shine in our own strengths because we're so different. What was happening was our differences, which really were our strengths, were, were becoming irritations to each yeah. of us because our, our strengths were unrecognized, unappreciated, very different from each other, but but really a little bit out of kilter. You know, sometimes too much of a good thing can great. So do you ever envy those so-called hashtag couples goals? Well, you know, when you first fall in love with someone, you get butterflies every time you see them. You lust them. You're infatuated with them. You want to be with them all the time, like best friends. Do you want that to last forever? Together, let's discover what it takes to say a massive yes to all the above through our topical discussions, our world-renowned guests that will help guide the way to a happier, sexier, and fun-loving relationship. We're not doctors or therapists. We are just two normal individuals who have had many ups and downs in our 23-year relationship. And counting. We've amassed our own wisdom over the years, but we're still learning, just like you. Nina and I believe you can have it all and still live your best lives, as long as you're willingly and consistently discover each other in new ways. And that right there is what the show is all about. We're Nina. And Roger. And this, this is The, the Animal Real show. show. Yeah, baby. Well, hello and welcome back, everybody. Thanks for joining us again another week. Uh, my name is Roger, and I'm here with my beautiful wife, Nina. <laughs> you did a little too long of it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what, What's your name I, again? I your name. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my beautiful husband. Your name is Roger. And this is the Head Over Heels Show for anybody who's just joining us. <laughs> Hope you guys had an amazing long weekend. It was a beautiful, well, I mean, for our Canadian friends, it's a long weekend. I think America is next weekend. Next weekend so. Yes. Uh, this is Victoria Day, which is actually my dad's birthday as well. So happy birthday, dad, up there. <laughs> yo, yo, mo. <laughs> just like, just like my, uh, my son, my son's born July 1st, which is Canada Day. He gets fireworks on his birthday. My dad used to get fireworks on his birthday as well. So you got the two special men in your life always had fireworks in there on there their birthdays. Go. That's it. <laughs> and me, I'm September, mid-September. No fireworks for me. You're New Year's, baby. <laughs> I, I create my the own. The fireworks were made. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the fireworks were made when I was being made. <laughs> that is hilarious. That's yeah. hilarious. So who do we have today, baby girl? Well, before we get to who we have today, let's just talk about our gorgeous weekend up north. Oh, yes, of course. You know, this weekend, it was exactly what we needed to unplug, to, you know, I wasn't even reset. on social. <laughs> you know, reset, unplug, whatever you call it. We barely had any internet, which was perfect. And that's why we choose this spot almost every year, because there's no internet. All we do is be present with each other and spend time with our beautiful kids. It was just exactly well, what we needed. We choose this area mostly because of the unbelievable beach. It really is. <laughs> you know, before this pandemic, you and I used to travel like you know, six to eight times a year. Yeah. We haven't been able to do that. So for us, you know, we're in real estate. We deal with a lot of people's financials. And, and it's a, that's a lot of work on us yeah. mentally and emotionally. So we need these kind of getaways every few weeks. Yeah, we don't just, just deal to, with their financials. We do deal with their emotions big yeah, time. Well, their pain. <laughs> <laughs> Which is really hard in the butt sometimes, but <laughs> it is what it is. And doing these kind of 
Yeah, we do. <laughs> We're doing these kind of getaway weekends. It's just what the doctor orders, you know? Yeah. We just need to reset for a couple of days and then go back and kill it again. Yeah. And I didn't, <laughs> I didn't bring any hair products and there was no gel at like 50 stores around here. They had shoe shine, but they didn't have gel. I, I know. Understand. How funny is that? <laughs> so, so I am poofy head all weekend. But it's funny because I've never seen your hair curly and it's actually curled up this whole weekend. I'm like, what happened to you? It's more of a frizz. <laughs> crazy, crazy. Yeah, so anyways, we, we got this nice little cottage that we rented and two steps from the beach. Amazing. And the dog loves it. He loves running up and down the beach, in the water, outside the water. It was a little overcast for a day and a bit, but the rest of the weekend was just incredible. 20 degrees, sunshine, you know, music. You just can't complain. At all. Life's at all. good. <laughs> I love my life. So who do we have on the show today, baby girl? So today we have this amazing couple that we met last year. I actually found them on TED Talk. These two are John and Andrea Taylor Cummings. They are doctors. have been together for over 30 years. And they just wrote a book, you guys. They just wrote an amazing book. It's called The Four Habits of All Successful Relationships. It sounds like all you need. It's all you need, really, <laughs> especially now under these pressures. In relationships, I've been under a lot of pressure for past past year, uh, like like never before, you know? Been tested. That's right. It takes a lot of work and wisdom to keep relationships strong. And these two, John and Andrea Taylor, are incredible with their four habits. They're going to go through step-by-step step with us of how to create a strong and everlasting relationships. And they're they're really great. And you know what? Without further ado... Let's welcome yeah, John and Andrea Taylor Cummings. And you'll enjoy their their nice soothing voices and <laughs> accents. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the show, guys. Well, welcome to the show. I would say again, but the first time didn't work so well. John and Andrea Taylor Cummings. Yes. Welcome, guys. Well, great to be here. Great to be back. I'm nice sure this one will work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You were they were our first, first, first guests. And um I, I guess whatever we did to record it didn't didn't work out so well, but now apparently, you're back. Yeah, apparently the audio wasn't clear at all. So uh, oh. this one it is. Was, it was it was a learning. It was yeah, a learning. Absolutely. But, um, good good to be back, and as you said, very good timing to be doing it now. It clearly meant to be exactly. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Just just right before your book. Well, right after your book launch. I'm sorry. So last time we had you on the show is because I had found you guys on YouTube through TED Talk. Yes, you did. And we uh-huh. fell in love with you guys with, with all, the whole concept about your, you know, your idea about perfect relationships. That's what we call it, really, because you have it so such a well set up. And now a year later, you have a book. Can yeah, you actually, it indeed, yes. this week, this very week. It's crazy. I mean, <laughs> do, you, do you remember at all how many views there were on the TEDx when we spoke? I can't I remember how many there were. I don't. I, don't. I think, we, I, I don't know if we had crossed, we must have crossed a million. I don't know. It's, anyway, it's, it just blows our mind. It's still growing at about 2,000 views a day and we're at 1.9 million now. Perfect. So when we were doing the book, we had to change the cover twice from 1.7 to <laughs> 1.8. And just before it went to print, it was 1.9 million. So the whole, yeah. the whole thing just blows our mind because when we yeah. did the talk in the first place, we were hoping for an average, I don't know, the average TED talk, they say does three, 5,000 views, something like that. We said, look, if wow. we get that, we'll be happy. So to get this, we're just like, whoa, you know, yeah. amazing. Just well, amazing. It's clearly, I guess what it tells us is the message is resonating out there. Yeah, there are people for a time who, like this. Even when you look at the comments on the talk, there are people who are going through a whole lot of stuff out there 
and just saying, you know, what can I do to take control? How can I, what can I do about my relationships? I feel like things are happening to me. I'm out of control. What can I do? And I think the habits answers that, which is why I think people like it and, are, and, and the video has done so well. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's resonating. Also, um, another thing that I'm actually getting goosebumps because last year during this, this whole pandemic, Justin Bieber actually quoted you guys as well. I don't know if you noticed that, but it was on his Instagram. He quoted the four habits, the four steps. And I looked at I it and I'm like, oh my God, this is John and Andrea's. They, I heard this on their TED Talk and I knew that was yours. <laughs> and I, I think I took a screenshot of it. If I find it, I'll email it to you guys. But oh, please. It was so incredible that he had that on his Instagram uh -huh. about relationships, okay, and he was just got married. Take a look for that. If you get it, please. <laughs> I will. I will send it to you guys for sure. I just remember that now. But before we start, why don't you guys tell our listeners who you are, how you started all of this, everything, everything about you guys. <laughs> Everything and everything. So I'm Andrea. This is John. John. <laughs> you have to give the line about, um, well, your favorite line. Oh, right then. So we met, oh, how long ago now? Oh, 30 years, just over 30 years ago, we first met. And we met when Andrea came to the UK to get her master's. And of course, she ended up getting her mister as well. That's, that's the line. <laughs> anyway, there you go. That, that, that's, why, that's why John gets to say that. So we, we met at business school, studied the same uh, postgraduate degree in management, went into professional services, got married, um, had a wonderful year away in Japan where it was just us in our first year of marriage, millions of miles away from the rest of the family. Really thought we'd gelled together so well. Um, and when we came back uh, to the UK, we thought, OK, we've we have our degrees. We've worked in professional services. We have some work experience under our belts. We've gelled together so strongly. We're so in love and married. Let's start a business. How hard can it be? Right. And then it <laughs> and then now it's about, about three months, three months to discover just how hard it could be. Not, not easy months. at all. Yeah, three, months. three months that's three months. when the wheels started coming yeah, off right we, we, I, I realized that Andrea wasn't me she wasn't as good as me when it came to the work <laughs> <laughs> that's how I felt back then you know fighting talk oh, right? I tell you what but we just had such different work styles um came about it completely differently and it took we we came across some material that really helped us understand differences fundamental differences and for me realizing for the first time that um Andrea had strengths that I didn't have because I could see my own strengths. No problem with that. I could always see them. I couldn't see my own weaknesses until I started to see her strengths. I'm, I'm whoa. Yeah. She has some stuff here that I don't really have. But yeah. that was a real learning for yeah. us, wasn't it? We had to learn. We like to say to give each other space and grace to be who we were and to shine in our own strengths because we're so different. What was happening was our differences, which really were our strengths, were, were becoming irritations to each yeah. of us because our our strengths were unrecognized, unappreciated, very different from each other, but but really a little bit out of kilter. You know, sometimes mm -hmm. too much of a good thing can great. Well, for, so me, I, for <laughs> me, I guess it was the weaknesses that were the were a problem for me because I could see she's not very much an attention to detail person. She's very creative and whereas I'm very much attention to detail. And for me, if you don't have the attention to detail, for me, it just seemed back then like laziness. I'm like, come on, just yeah. finish the job. Get it done. Why don't you finish the job? That was frustrating yeah. me because I would always finish the job. I assumed everybody else would finish the job. Now, or everybody else sees that there's more to be done. Exactly. Yeah. But it's only when I realized that actually she had other strengths, which were much more creative. 
and you can't have it all. So yeah, I didn't have the, the same kind of creative strength. Then I realized, oh, hang on, there is something to this differences here. Yeah. Because um, my expectation was that, you know, one, one person would have everything. It doesn't work like that. Yeah. Um, so it was understanding that that really for us was a big eye opener. And it was such a light bulb moment for us. Uh, we asked ourselves two questions, really. Why was this information not readily available to everybody? Mm. Why did we have to get to a, almost a crisis point in our relationship where, you know, if we didn't sort it out, our marriage, our business, our finances, everything was on the line. So it was make or break. Either we right. found material to help us understand what we were going through, which was a really frightening time because we had such a straightforward, easygoing relationship before right. to end up with this um, irritation, this easily getting into conflict, conflict that started in the office and followed us home and the tension that always existed how many other people might be experiencing that and how can we then help get the message out that mm. there is a way <laughs> to just develop a better perspective and have a better conversation about what you're experiencing. So Absolutely. that's what got us on this journey to, you know, just relationship education, understanding what's out there uh, and being a, one of the voices to help improve our ability to do relationships well. And, I, I and think like I you said, your, your relationship wasn't perfect, so you had to figure it out together. Like John yeah, says, you right. can't have it all, but together you'd figure out how to yeah. have it all and make sure yeah. it's, you know, and that's your, your all these years of experience. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess I was going to say, I guess we, we just weren't prepared for some of the challenges that we were going to face. We, we didn't yeah. think, yeah. we didn't even know these challenges were going to there. It was like we're flying blind. We're just, we assumed everything would be okay. We were in love. We knew each other a little bit. It, we would just, it would be fine. Everything would work out okay. You'd hear stories about other people having challenges, but like, yeah, That's we'll be not fine. Us. That's not us. We'll be fine. We didn't yeah. realize that we were going to face these challenges. And so one of the things that we try and share with people nowadays is that, guys, you're all, we're, we're all, and not even you language, we're all going to face challenges. All relationships will face these challenges. The mere fact that we are living, breathing, thinking human beings that have opinions we're going to come up at some point, the other person is going to have a different opinion to you. And as long as it's something they hold dearly, at some point there's going to be conflict in there. Unless you know how to address that kind of stuff, they're going to be issues. The wheels will start to come off. Yeah, absolutely. And it's usually the problems come when we handle that conflict badly. So then, then it's almost like you've, you've taken a chunk out of the other person and it, the whole thing just starts to spiral at that point. Mm -hmm. So we're like, guys, relationships are going to face these challenges. Recognize that firstly. And then be prepared to get over those challenges. And the, the analogy I love using is that of a sprinter on a, on a track, a hurdle track, where, you know, when they go down to the blocks and the gun goes, you know, they look up and they see the hurdles and boom, they head off down the track and, you know, they get over the hurdles, head to the finish line and it's beautiful. But if they're not equipped and they're not prepared, they start to hit the hurdles, you know, one after the next, after the next. You hit four or five of those, and you're like, whoa, this is too much for me. And they end up going down. Too hard, yeah. Exactly the same in relationship land. You hit too many hurdles, you, you bow out of the race. We're Great saying, no, analogy. What you need to do is recognize those hurdles are there. Yeah. Prepare yourself as early as possible. The earlier, the better. And if you can get over those hurdles smoothly, you may clip one or two, but you get to the end of the finish line and it's a beautiful race. If you yeah. don't do that, chances of getting there are slim to nothing. So yeah, it's all yeah, about I, getting equipped. Get equipped to get over them. And everybody that gets married, gets into a, a, a relationship with somebody is hoping that it's going to be great. Is yep. envisioning that it's going to be great all the way through until they, till they, they're, they're gone. But 
unless they're willing to to do the work and to to learn about you know like your your four habits or love languages or anything in, in that in that matter that has to do with relationships if they're not willing to to do the work then they're going to hit those hurdles harder and harder every time and then they're going to give 100. up yeah 100% so we say success um in any relationship actually comes from knowing that the hurdles will come and mm-hmm. have it been equipped to get over them. And the more we spoke about, uh, well, all the material that we've been working with over the 25 years, the more things started to crystallize. And the TEDx talk that you mentioned, that was a real um, privilege and opportunity to, to be able to deliver that because when we were forced to condense 20 odd years of mm-hmm knowledge and experience into 15 minutes it forced us to crystallize the essence of what we've been talking about uh, with all kinds of relationships with couple relationships with parent-child relationships with colleague relationships you know workplace conflict is a big deal and very costly as is um, family breakdown and we realized that there there were consistent themes in all the relationship challenges that distilled into the four habits and that's why we're so um enthusiastic we're so passionate about sharing these four habits because those are the things that help unlock challenges in relationships and allow people to see a way forward well when when we did the analysis jumping in for a second there when we did the analysis we recognized that all the uh successful relationships we'd ever seen they all exhibited these habits they all had them and every single one that we had that had that we ever saw that had any challenges was missing one or more of the habits. The so like, ah, ones, yeah. That's what it is. Learn the habits. Of course, there, there could be other things in life, but these are the fundamentals. If you can get these four in place, these four habits, yeah. if they're part of how you show up, how you turn up every every day in, in all your relationships or all your interactions with people, if you exhibit these habits, the chances are you'll get over those hurdles. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't, one or more of those is missing. It's it's like, you know, you're going to hit that hurdle. You're going to hit that hurdle. Yeah. And then how it lands with the other person is is what it's all about. We, we, we love the concept of the um, emotional bank account. We think it's such a powerful tool. I don't know if you guys remember that or have heard that one. Yeah, before. I did. I it's remember you talking about it. If some of your, your listeners haven't heard it, I mean, it's it's just a very simple concept. It says, we all have emotional bank accounts with the people around us. Mm-hmm. The moment you meet somebody for the first time, you open a new account with them. And then after that, every interaction is a deposit or withdrawal out of that account. It's a transaction. If it's a positive, it's a deposit. It's a cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching into the account. If it's withdrawal, it's a it's, you know, it's withdrawals coming out of the account. Now, the quality of the relationship at any point in time is a reflection. It's, it's the balance in the account. Yes. So the account is in, in positive territory. The relationship feels good, maybe even feels great. If the relationship doesn't feel so good, it's a sign to you that your emotional bank account is either, it's been drained. It's either around zero, no no balance in the account, or it's an overdraft. It's not a great place to be, as you know, if your financial bank account is an overdraft, you know, everything's a problem at that point. And what we were reminded of, even in in life in in lockdown, in, in the last year that we've all experienced, is it's very easy with stress and tension building up for all kinds of reasons for people's emotional bank accounts to drain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when your emotional bank account is drained, everything can become a problem. So even the sort of simple conversations you would have had with your partner, something they said, maybe you didn't really like it before, but you hey, you just blew it off, breezed it off, it wasn't a problem. 
Now they say that your emotional bank account is drained. It's a problem. You're yeah. like, yeah. whoa, this doesn't work for me. Yeah. So it's all about how what we do lands with the person. So it depends firstly on where they are and then how what we do lands with them. So emotional bank accounts are nothing to do with our intentions. I may intend for it to be a really great thing that I'm doing for, for Andrew or for somebody else. If it doesn't land well with them, it's a withdrawal. Yeah. So it's, all about, it's all about their perceptions. Yeah. I so agree with you because I've, you speaking about this, and I'm thinking back into some of my previous relationships that that have failed, like friends' relationship, not him, because I've been with this guy forever. <laughs> but like friends' relationship that ended, I look back and I'm like, it is so true. My intentions were so good, they were so pure, but the delivery did not resonate with those people, or their delivery didn't didn't re resonate with me. So the bank account just withdrew, 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 and it ended up breaking that relationship. The friendship and, got repossessed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You've got to keep that emotional bank account in positive territory if the relationship's going to succeed. Yeah. And there are things, like you said, I think earlier, none of us go into a relationship looking to have a miserable time. But things, we end up doing things unintentionally. We don't mean to do them, but we're doing things that aren't working out. So what we need to do is recognize what those things are and either stop them or at least minimize them. But that's not good enough because all that will do is it'll drain the account I mean, sorry, the account's already been drained and it might stop, it might leave it where it is. But being in, as we said, living in, in, a, in a world in which your emotional bank account is drained is not ideal. What yeah. you want to do is build that balance, emotional bank in the balance the of the account in back the in the positive territory. So you have to make deposits on purpose. So you've got to stop making the withdrawals, but you absolutely have to make the deposits on purpose to get you into back up into positive territory. And that's where, in general, we're not very good at putting deposits, you know, on purpose, being intentional about feeding people, the people warmth uh, uh, in the relationship, yeah, investing in the relationship on purpose. We're much better at giving constructive feedback or telling people where they're not getting it right or things that you don't like, but to be intentional about making people feel like you value them, you value the relationship, you want things to work, or you're doing things to keep it warm to keep it sweet that's what mm -hmm. we're not so good at yeah. and uh, i was thinking about you know for the year in particular that we've had in lockdown where you're up close and personal and yeah. seeing irritations a little bit more often than you used to you used to be able to leave the house and you know go out and kind of diffuse any tension and by the time you're back you're okay now you're <laughs> permanently in each other's space we need to be intentional about just draining away any of the angst and the tension by feeding in more positive yeah. and, and, and connecting with each other on purpose, which leads us neatly onto the, the four habits, because yeah. what you find is with the, the two of the habits, habits one and two, the more you understand them, the more you're able to minimize those unintentional withdrawals and habits three and four help you put back stuff on purpose, helps you make deposits on purpose. So together, they help you create a really healthy balance in the emotional bank account, which means you experience more warmth, more give and take, more flex, more understanding, more patience in the relationship. And that's what we're after. Mm -hmm. And it's more than just knowing the habits intellectually, and we'll share those in a minute, but it, you know, beyond just knowing what they are, it's understanding the principles and techniques that underpin the habit to the point where it provokes a change in your behavior from habits that damage relationships to habits that become your natural way of behaving 
in, in the relationship and habits that strengthen the relationship. That's what we're after is Perfect. the changed behavior. So you turn up better, you have better conversations and you achieve better outcomes in your marriage, in your relationship with your kids, mm-hmm. parents, work which colleagues. Is, which is we all need right now. Like in you life. said, it's been a year of a lockdown and we just interviewed a, a divorce lawyer and then she was saying this, the stats of divorce around the world, not just in Canada, it's incredible how much they've risen. And that's wow. all due to our emotion because we can, emotionally, we can't handle all of what's happening. So what we're doing, we're taking it out on our partners. And yeah. because we're isolated in these in these situations, in these homes, that we can't handle it. So we're like, you know, we're, we're throwing in the towel. Most, yeah. of, most of the people yeah. are throwing in the towel. They can't do it. So I'm so glad you two are here today because... I think these four habits, which we're going to go through now, are going to help people incredibly. Like it's, you know, just to get people to understand how we as human operate yeah. in terms of our emotions, yeah. you know? Yeah. That's right. That's so why don't, right. We, uh, why don't you tell them what the title of the book is and go through those habits? So <laughs> surprise, surprise, the title of the book is The Four Habits yeah, yeah. relationships. Yeah, which is also the, the name title. of the YouTube uh, the TED, TED Talk. Yeah, the, the TEDx TED talk, talk. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we stuck with it. The four, the habit, the the four habits of all successful relationships. Yeah, I mean that that is really at the core of it. That's what that's what it comes down to. You figured no point coming up with a different title. Just stick with what it, does what it says on the tin. That's it. Those those are the yeah. four habits that you want to learn. Makes so sense. Habit, so habit number one is be curious, not critical. And that's all about putting the effort in to understand differences. When somebody does something, we all expect people to think, behave, act like we do. And when they don't, we either get annoyed or we get angry and we assume that they on they on purpose know how to behave like us, but they're just choosing not to behave like Mm. us just to irritate us. That's the thought that goes through our heads. We're very (laughs) self-centered in so many ways where we think the world revolves around us and either people do what we want or they mean to upset us. (laughs) But being curious rather than critical is learning to suspend that natural reaction to judge or criticize and get curious about why people do things differently. We know the answer is that they're wired differently, but to understand the difference and more than that, to understand the strength that they offer because mm. of that difference. So that's where we talk about giving people space and grace so they can shine in their strengths. We can each shine in our own strengths and cover for each other's weakness. And that helps us get over the, the hurdle, the frustration that comes with unmet expectations. Which goes back to when John first met you and he couldn't stand the fact that he, you were unorganized. <laughs> you have to accept right. it. Yep. That's right. That's yep. the first, that's the first, and that's why it's the first habit. Yeah. Just chill. It. There is there is your way of seeing the world yeah. and seven billion others. Yeah. And it's so, so true curious. that everybody has this in them. Every human being, like I, we were like that. There was there was times that I would look at things that he would do at the beginning of our relationship. I would like I don't know if I could live with this for the rest of my life, you know, but then you, you learn to uh, outweighs your pros and cons and what, what you can handle, what you can't handle. And it's, it's every human being. And I love the fact that you guys are bringing this up. And, and, and I guess the way we articulated the, ha- the habit is be curious, not critical. So it's when you come across the difference, our natural response is to be critical. Why did it, why did you do it like that? You yeah. silly person is what kind of goes through our head. Right. Rather than do that, just stop and just say, ah, 
why did you do that? Just ask yourself, you know, why did they do that? Why yeah. did they do that? There must, there must be a reason why very few of us are mad people. <laughs> we do things for a reason. There's a reason. Just try and understand what the reason is. If you understand the reason, you're like, ah, that's why you did that. Now I get it. I can cut you some slack on that. If you take adopt that approach, it's a much more helpful approach for the relationship mm-hmm. rather than just being critical and pointing, you know, why did you why did you do that? You know, yeah, much much better approach. Because when when you when you don't get through that, you generally end up in conflict, as we said earlier, because we have different views and opinions. And then how you handle the conflict, which is habit two, is is what makes the difference. So habit two is is be careful not crushing. The the problem is we tend to not meaning to, but we tend to be crushing in our approach. And the reason that we've articulated it like that is we all tend to approach conflict from a very selfish perspective. Yeah. When, when, when you come across somebody else who what, does something different to you, you kind of want the solution to go your way. That, that's why you're in conflict, right? Because right. you want something different to what they want. So I want it my way. And, I, and our, interestingly, when you look at it, we tend to approach conflict differently based on our personality type. You know, some people want to win in every argument. There are other people who are happy to let other people win. There's some who want to just talk, talk, talk about it. And other people who will just, I can't deal with this. I'm going to head out of the room. This is too much for me. Whoa, I need time out and then I'll come back. All of those are pretty self-centered approaches. It's okay for you as a person because it gives you what you want in the moment. Mm-hmm. It ain't great for the relationship. So you really need to focus on what is it that's really, really interesting. Uh, sorry, what, what's, what's, what's the best thing for the relationship? And we say the best way to do that is to really understand what's going on inside the brain. So we look at conflict in three parts and we say, it's a battle. Think of it like a battle. <laughs> Hopefully there's no boxing gloves involved or no, no sort of fisticuffs. We don't, we don't want that in a relationship. But if you think of it like a, a battle of wills, perhaps, mm. the battle is going to happen like any good boxer going into a ring. You don't want to go in there unprepared. So think about it before the battle. What do you need to do to prepare for the battle? And there's some things you can do. And we talk about that a lot in the book. Um, during the battle, there are things you want to do to fight fair. Because if you fight dirty, that also just takes you down a different path. Yeah, you, nobody you don't wins. Even, nobody wins. Yeah. Nobody likes a dirty fighter. You know, fight clean, clean fight. People respect you for that. You maintain respect in the relationship. You can move forward. And then after the the, the battle, quote unquote, very important to focus on restoring the connection. Yeah. What can we do to bring this relationship back? If you kind of just leave it there. Emotions are funny things. People, you know, if it's not finished business, people kind of jump to conclusions, make all kinds of assumptions in their head. Drain the accounts. Exactly. So really important Mm -hmm. to focus on bringing it back. How do we bring it back? If there's forgiveness, maybe you need to apologize. Maybe you need to just go for a coffee together to talk about other things, whatever it is, just to reconnect. Very important that you do that before, during and after. Before, prepare for the battle, fight fair during, and then restore the connection after. So if you do that, that kind of allows you to... um, be careful during the conflict. So when, when you're careful, you actually can end up, you can actually end up using the conflict to strengthen the yeah. relationship yeah. rather than the conflict, you know, is another notch out of the relationship, another ax of the wood, whatever it is, the mm. conflict can actually be used to strengthen the relationship if you handle it carefully. Well, the, a, a, good example, a good example of that, actually, Nina and I kind of had this maybe a, a few weeks ago. Say, that was us. If, if you just go by one and two alone, um, you know, I I felt that there was some stuff that she needed to do, and I, I didn't like I didn't like the way she was going about it or not finishing yeah. it or whatever. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was a conflict that we actually and I wanted to talk to her about it, and I, but I didn't want to do it in a in a way that we'll argue. So I went to number two and I said, okay, how can I do it that I'll be careful not crushing? So, yeah. um, I wanted to go up and say, okay, listen, 
I don't want you to take any offense to any of this. I just want, I, this is a dream that we both have. This is, uh, I mean, a lot of it had to do with the podcast. So I said, we want to both succeed in this. Yeah. But I feel that there's certain things that we need to do differently. Yeah. So I set up the conversation. So now we can sit down and just talk about it. I'm not, I'm not trashing you. I'm just saying here, why don't we do this instead of this? Why don't you, you know, as opposed to just going up and saying, you're not doing this, you're not doing this, you're not doing it right, blah, blah, blah. So then and you we've become- done that before. We've taken offense to it and we've had a huge fallout, you know, but now like we've learned so much from being together all these years and from people like yourself and other people that we've interviewed that there's better way of doing it. Yeah. You know, there's better Absolutely. way of and that's the point. Yeah. You and set that's up the exactly argument the before point. it's an argument. Like you set up the, the, yeah. the, the conversation before it becomes an argument, I should say. Yeah, and yeah. that's exactly the point. There's a better way of doing it. And if yeah. we focus on developing great, you know, habits that create great relationships, those can become our default responses mm-hmm. rather than the way that we know doesn't work, but might feel good at the time. Right. <laughs> Very short lived. So then habit number three, ask, don't assume, is really taking things deeper and going to the core values and beliefs. We all have these um these these things that run deep values things that are really important to us and habit number three is about firstly recognizing that they exist knowing what's important to you creating healthy boundaries in your relationship and being able to have courageous conversations about things when you're not on the same page about things that really matter to you so when we say habit number three ask don't assume it's developing the skill to understand to to talk about the things that really matter in a relationship if you think of the classic ones money where people Mm -hmm. might be coming at the 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 whole issue of money from very different perspectives so one person might believe the right thing to do is to spend and create memories and to you know live life because you know life is short somebody else might be saying the right thing to do with money is to save, is to plan for the future, is to hold on to what you have and, you know, put stuff away rather than spend it all. You can end up with these huge debates that are yeah. very visceral, that go to the gut and they're hugely emotional. Mm-hmm. It's not just the money, it's the belief on the inside that's being challenged, that's so deeply held that it creates a problem in how it comes out. And you know when you have challenged a core value by the the intensity of the response, if it is, you know, sometimes you surprise yourself at how negatively and harshly and instantly you respond to something. And when that happens, you know there's a conversation that needs to be had around a core value. What is it that's so important to you that we need to bring out into the open Talk about your perspective, my perspective, and how we might do things differently. Yeah. Under COVID lockdown, for example, values around whose role it is to do what in the home would have been seriously challenged because yeah. suddenly yeah. the chores have gone through the roof. Yeah. You both might need to be working. In the past, it might have been your job to do the laundry and the dishes and the cooking, but now the whole household is there. How are we going to? renegotiate who does what in a way that gives mutual support rather than feels unfair and imbalanced and creates resentment and frustration you know that's a big conversation because it it challenges 
who even how you define what a good partner is, what a good wife is, what a good mother or husband or father, it challenges these core beliefs. So ask, ask, don't assume is really chunky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say COVID is just one example because it's really, we like to think of it as the seasons of life, as life changes. Yeah. And every new season of life, it's worth having one of those conversations just to check in and say, is everything still okay? Is, is it yeah. things working? Because if we don't, unless you have that discipline of checking in, you can kind of just keep going drift, on the assumption, yeah. just drift. The assumption that everything is fine and nobody's complaining, so we'll just keep right, going. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> one of the, I mean, I give an example I like to think, I think of when when we, one of the seasons of life, probably when we set up this business four years ago, mm-hmm. um, I, I had been working in the city and Andrew was at home. She ran a home-based business and then we set up this together. So now we're both home. The dynamic had changed completely. But we just kept going, even back, even though we know some of the stuff we didn't at that time, we hadn't twigged that, okay, season has changed, we need to have this conversation. Andrew was still doing a lot of the lion's share of the housework, and I was quite happy to let her keep doing that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so until we had that conversation, it was like, whoa, okay, I see what's happening here. This has all changed. We need to have one of these conversations again. Yeah, but that, that that's a really important point, because... I, I was having the internal struggle. It was challenging my core value over what a good wife and a good mother should do, while at the same time feeling very resentful that we were neck and neck during the day working on the business. But when it came to the evening, I was doing everything else. Yeah. Like, hang on, what's wrong with the picture here? So uh, I so can relate, Andrea. I can so relate to what you just said. <laughs> We got the kids involved. We had the conversation. We put a chart up on the wall. We put up all the different chores around the house. And we said, okay, guys, who, who's going to do what when? Yeah. So everybody has their share. Everybody agreed in the end. This is fair. Yeah. Okay, then everybody's happy. Yeah, yeah so we did the same thing. We did the exact same yeah. thing with our kids too. We're like, you're doing this, this, because it's hard. It's hard to be one person taking it all on. Like we're, we're mothers. We think we can do everything. But really, we're at the end of the day, it's like, why don't you have a smile on your face? Because I'm like... I don't have time to smile. My head is exactly. like everywhere, you know? And no one can anticipate the amount of dishes the COVID started. I think that there's a pandemic of dishes. <laughs> exactly. Where did they come from? Else. Exactly. So that, that's a big one. That's a so conversation. That's, that's, that's habit three. Yeah. And then, and then habit four is uh, connect before you correct. And, and habit four is an interesting one because it's, um, it focuses very much on making the relationship feel good. It's it's very much in the territory of, remember he said, habits three and four are all about making deposits. Um, there's a, a, a quote that we love, which says, people go where they feel welcomed, mm-hmm. but they stay where they feel valued. Yes. If 100%. you want the people around you, the important people to stick around, you have to make them feel valued. There is no two ways about it. Uh, I, was, I was listening to a, um, a radio show the other day, in fact, just this morning, where they were talking about... Um, uh, people having affairs and he was saying you know how how should you respond to that when people have had affairs do we, should we be more understanding or it, it was I, I i had to hold myself back i was going to get involved in the debate on the i said you know what just let just let them carry on but the, the point i was i would have made if i had gotten involved is to say sometimes people end up in affairs not out of choice they didn't go looking for something but mm-hmm. there was a hole that they, they that they that they had that wasn't being filled in the relationship and all of a sudden, somebody else started filling that hole in their relationship and started making them feel valued. Absolutely. So with the best will in the world, they started to gravitate towards whatever it was, that person or that other thing that was making them feel valued. And it's a it's a deep need that a lot of us human beings have to feel valued. Yeah. If we ain't getting it at home, 
somebody else starts to make us feel valued, we start drifting that way. Yeah, just yeah. to be clear, it, it's it's always a choice at that point. Absolutely. But you, but you can understand. Absolutely. So not to excuse it at all. No, yeah. no question yeah. about that. But you can understand. But you can understand how people can end up vulnerable. drifting. We leave people vulnerable. If we don't, if we don't make people feel the people we love valued, if we don't make them yeah. feel valued, we leave them vulnerable to other people making them feel valued. Yeah. And Absolutely. then you put them in a difficult position. They've got to then make a choice. Yeah. I would say remove that choice from them. Just make them feel valued all the time. Which which you generally people want to do. We want to do We're it. We're just not intentional yeah. about yeah. doing it. That's what you do when you first get together and we promise each other to be together forever. I will make you yeah. feel valued for the rest of my life. But somewhere yeah. along the way... Yeah, yeah, you do changes. things for them. You make them feel valued. I mean, the one of the big things we talk about it in in Habit Four is all about showing value, love, appreciation in specific ways that mean something to the person. And we love the concept of the um, the love languages, which you guys uh, you mentioned, mentioned earlier. earlier. Yeah, it's just a, such a great way to identify what actually makes them feel valued. It's not about what makes you feel valued. That's interesting. Yeah. But yeah. what 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 is it for them? You can do what what makes you feel valued all day long. If it doesn't work for them, you're wasting your time. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Find out what it, makes them feel valued and do that to them. Then then you then you you're moving forward. It's period that it's called languages because, you know, if you're a different love language than I am, I mean, I can speak be speaking to you in English and all you speak is French and you're not understanding yep. it. So that's that's uh, you know, knowing knowing the other person's love language and. Uh, I guess expressing it in their language makes them feel it more. So you're speaking vision. English slower and slower and, and louder. louder. It doesn't make any yeah. difference at all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. True. Yeah. So we, we were very honored uh, that love languages is one of the models that we've spoken about for decades. And mm. we were very honored where, when we were writing the book, Gary Chapman and his publishers agreed for us to, just give an overview of love languages. So that's that's part of what we talk about in Habit 4, because we found that to be such a powerful, yet very simple um, yeah. model and action that you can take straight away to, to just be to intentional about, about speaking love yeah. and value to people yeah. on purpose. So well, you kind of you kind of give it gave examples for every for the other three. Um, how about giving an example for connect before you correct? Like what would be a good example of that? Well, I think the thing that's uppermost on our minds now is how we stay connected with our teens, yeah. because, you know, in this day and age, the social media peers, the Internet, they seem to be far more connected with the opinions and the influence of what's coming at them through the screen. Oh, yes. Than our voices. Uh, and we found learning what makes them feel appreciated. So for one, it might be spending quality time one-on-one every time that we stop what we're doing engage with them in something that they're doing play the minecraft watch the movie something that says you're valuable and i'm going to invest my time in being there with you that's what speaks love value appreciation to them and opens their hearts keeps their heart open so that we can correct them if we need to we can find out what's yeah. going on in their lives we can have a deeper conversation when they feel emotionally connected and speaking their love language is a powerful way of keeping that door to their heart open so that they, they stay emotionally connected and your voice of influence is louder 
than the peer group and the social yeah. media. So in COVID, we've done lots of that with um, yeah. doing puzzles together. Well, watching movies together is kind of quality time, but not necessarily because you're not you're you're kind of focused on the movie rather than on each other side by side exactly. But we've played. We started. We watched. Um, I don't know if you guys have it in, in Canada, but we watched The Queen's Gambit. I don't know if you've seen that, which is all we about. We have chess. it, but we haven't watched it with them yet. Okay, okay. We're watching with the kids. We're all playing chess now. <laughs> so it's just doing more things together, just spending the time and and making sure that connection is there. Yeah. It's so easy, especially with kids these days. It's so easy for them to spend all their time on the computer with their their peers and their friends. Yes, <laughs> and you don't have that connection with them. It, but it's just so easy to, to lose it. So. And and also with us, you know, it's so. And you probably know this or experience this as well. When you work together, it's so easy to just keep having work conversations, and yeah. everything can become functional. Right. But every now and again, we catch ourselves and we say, "Okay, let me be deliberate about speaking love language, about our to keep our relationship warm, separate from." The yeah. business partnership is how do we intentionally invest in the warmth in our relationship? And that's by doing the things that we know speaks value and appreciation. So John knows I need to hear every day that he loves me, that I'm gorgeous, that I'm the one, you know, I'm a words person. John, uh, very much values quality time and acts of service. So anytime we know things are getting cranky or too tense in the relationship, we know it's time to take a step back have time out for us and just pour um, truckloads of and, love and, and appreciation. And we have the language to be able to say to each other, I think what's happening here is the emotional bank account is drained. Yeah. What can mm. we do to just top up that emotional bank account, get it back into that territory, and then life's yeah. better again. Yeah. So, so Andrew, what I do, what I do with him because he's a touch. I said, "Baby, the dishes are piling up. Can you do the dishes, please?" He'll go to the dishes, and I'll go touch him and say, "Thank you so much for doing the dishes." Like, sure, I'll do the dishes. <laughs> so it works Without really well. It. <laughs> I'm going right now. She'll finish the conversation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But no, I love that point because I think it's the most important part of all of this, especially with our kids, with our family. Like you said, it is such a tough time for them because. They're not used to this. We're older. We've seen a lot more in our lifetime, but they haven't. So for them, this is craziness. You know, they've been stuck at home all day long, even though it's yeah. in front of a screen, but it's not ideal life. They're not used That's to right. it. Absolutely. So being being close to them and connecting with them on their level, it is incredibly important. And we've, we are doing as well, same as you guys, yeah. you know, watching the shows yeah. with them, whatever they want, you know. We made them actually yeah, we- choose one show each. We're like, you tell us what you like to watch. And, t- and they did the same thing. And we every night, we watched a few episodes of his shows, my son's shows, and a couple of episodes of my daughter's, just to make there them feel like we're on your side. We're yeah. here with you, you know? Yeah, yeah we're, enjoying, yeah. we're enjoying things that they enjoy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Go, go where they are, is yeah. what yeah. we like to say. The older they get, the more you need to go where they are. So well, the, older, the, older, the older they get, the more difficult it is to go where they are. Because when, when they're younger, you just bring them to where you are. Yeah, they'll do whatever you say. But when yeah. they when they grow up and they start to have a mind of their own, they want to do their own thing. They mm. ain't coming to you anymore, so you have to learn to go where they are. Otherwise, yeah. you break that connection. Yeah, we're so seeing that now with ours. One, yeah. yeah, our older one, one of the, the, the very much a gifts person, where t- a tangible expression of love is what's important. And so, going to uh, the shops, just going shopping together, huge bucket loads of value and appreciation. In, uh, in the emotional bank account, just doing that. So just going where they are and doing the things that speak powerfully, love, value, appreciation to them is what's important. So I'm going to say with, with, the, with the four habits, there are 
getting them conceptually as Andrew started by saying is fairly easy. You know, be, be careful, be, be curious, not critical, crushing. be careful, not crushing, yeah. ask, don't assume, connect before you correct. Most people can kind of process that and go, yeah, I get that. What does that mean? Well, there's a lot to unpack in that, yeah. which is what we go through the detail of the book and say, okay, well, how do you become more curious and critical? Well, there are things that you need to do. You need to understand the person, get to understand them. We take you through three or four models in the book to do that. In um, be, be um, careful, careful not, not crushing. crushing, we say, well, you need to understand actually how we process what happens in a conflict situation. You've got to understand what's going on in our heads and our brains in conflict. That's what we take you through there. And then the before, during and after. Absolutely. How to, how to put that into practice. Yeah. yeah. So the book really is the how-to for, for, for building these habits and making them who you turn up as on a daily yeah. basis. If you have a to-do list, this is now your to-be list. You, most, most of us have an idea. And well, when things aren't going so well, you, we're, sometimes we're, we're um, ashamed or embarrassed as, as to how we turned up when things yeah. weren't going so well. Well, if you don't want that to happen again, make a, a mental list of, who would you like to be? What does your to-be list look like? And then, okay, now through the habits, go to work to make that be a reality. So when you show up every day, you're the person that you would like to be. You'd yeah. like to, you're the person that you'd like other people to see. To experience you as, how do you want exactly. to be experienced in relationships, especially by the people who matter yeah. most to you? And this I honestly is about- think you guys are brilliant. You guys are brilliant for, for actually doing this now, this time of, in our lifetime, because it is so needed. Andrea and John is so needed. A lot of couples, like I said, they're having a, such a hard time getting divorced. I mean, you don't even, reading your book, I really believe will change a lot of people's lives, a lot of families' that's lives. That's what we pray. You know? we pray so. yeah. 100% yeah, that's it will. What, that's I, hope to God, I hope that you guys, you know, get it out there. We will. We will for sure because <laughs> I think everybody should pick up your book and read it. And you, do, you don't have to go to therapy. Just read it and understand what's in that book and it will change your marriage, your family, your everything. Well, they're all, they're all things that we use uh, in our toolbox in, in a relationship, yeah. you know, like it, it, you got to understand, like, like we said, the, the four love la- or five love languages, the, f- the, the four habits, or even the attachment styles, you learn all yeah. that stuff about your partner. And then you're able to communicate a little bit better. You're able to resolve conflict better. And yeah. you know, you're able to actually love better because you're doing it Absolutely. the way they, they take it as opposed to the way I do. So, That's I mean, right. these, these, all these things will help because they're, like I said, a tool in your toolbox that you can yeah. continue using throughout your all the, you know, the pandemics, the job losses, the death of a family member, moving, whatever well, look the at case us. may be. We've, we've literally have used your four habits for past year in our relationship because it's wow. true because you think about it, you're like, we're going through this conflict where we do and we go back to, you know, uh, be careful not crushing. And we yeah. think of that and we're like, okay, let's have this conversation before we get crazy and start fighting. Let's, you know, yeah. Sit and assess. So the, all these all these tools that we've learned from you guys, we're using them. That's what I'm saying. It's going to help a lot of families if they were to. Wonderful. Tools, so, you know? so wonderful to hear. Wonderful yeah. to hear. That's what we want about, you know, it'd be great to have amazing sales that go through the millions through the roof. But what we really want is impact. That when Absolutely. people get hold of the book, that something in there will change the way they turn up to the relationships, help them have better conversations and achieve better outcomes rather than this this trend that we're on for relationships to be destroyed and broken down. We want to see them built and rebuilt better and stronger and longer lasting. I love it. I love how authentic you guys are. I mean, our audience don't see you guys. We do. I feel your energy. I feel your authenticity. I feel the love that you have for for people to make the relationship 
better. So why don't you tell our audience where to find you, how to get the book, and all that stuff. <laughs> Uh, that's a that's a great one, and and the line we like to use is the book is available at all good uh, booksellers near you. Yeah, Amazon exactly. would probably be the easiest for those in yeah. Canada. It's the only thing that's open. Amazon.com, <laughs> Barnes and Noble, you know, who, Waterstones, all the, all, all the Yes, good. It's Thank out you. there. Or it's if, available. and if you struggle to find it, if you just go to uh, thefourhabits.com forward slash book, you can get it there as well. Yeah. So and, yeah. and you guys are on all social media, right? Yep, all the social media channels were there on um, just the four habits on um, just the four habits yeah. on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. Twitter, LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're I, I was on your website and I noticed you guys um, do coaching based on these habits. Or, or absolutely, yeah, yeah. 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 So we do one-to-one -one mentoring with couples, and we do it together because we think the the both our voices um, together they're more powerful than yeah. just any one perspective and what we've mm -hmm. found i think i guess we're, we're not we're not we're not we're not doing counseling here so this is not yeah. it's not for it's not really set up ideal for um you know couples who have been through serious issues they've had i don't know um affairs or infidelity things have really broken mm -hmm. down gone really really bad the principles will still help you but there's some pain and hurt there that needs to be addressed right. it's really for people who just just um uh, I, uh, well, the ideal is for everybody. So it could be for people who are just starting out in relationships and just want to know how to do this thing better. Perfect. Um, also, if you've started, if you're in a relationship and you've started seeing some issues and you're not quite sure things what to do. Things are grating. Right, things are yeah. starting to grate against you. Like, okay, the book will absolutely help you understand why things are grating and what you can do to, to improve that. Or as, as we, the, and we do, you mentioned the mentoring sessions, that really is taking people through, it's basically taking you through the book, taking you through the four habits side by side. We, we understand some of the challenges that you're going through. We'll point you to one of the habits and then say, okay, go away and read the book or go through, but there's an online course that we use um, and then come back. We have another conversation, answer the questions and then go again. So that's how yeah. we do the mentoring program, yeah. sort of taking you through step-by-step. Step. Yeah, so essentially it's equipping people to do relationships well rather than going backwards to address any baggage or past yeah. hurts. It's about where, from where you are going forward, equipping you to turn up better, have better conversations and achieve better outcomes by changing your behavior from things that are damaging the relationship to the habits that will strengthen the relationship. Yeah, absolutely. Just like absolutely. us, what we're yeah. doing in our relationship. Exactly. Perfect. Yeah. This is our goal. This is our goal just to get everybody to know these different habits, these different attachment styles, love languages, all these tools to have that, that relationship that they wanted when they said, I do. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know, and not have exactly. all those things change 10 years down the line, 20 years down the line, whatever it is, you just continue to keep, to, to, to grow in a relationship, to make it better and last forever and love every minute of it. Basically all these things, if you use them properly in your relationship, will eradicate divorce, really. Yeah. Like it doesn't, you know, yeah. it's as simple as that. You'll do better at work. You'll do better with friends. You'll do better with kids. You'll do better with everybody. So it's for, Absolutely. for every Actually, type of relationship. And, and, and then you'll, do better yourself because That's you're right. less stressed, you're less anxious, your mental health's better, your well-being's better emotionally, you know, energy levels, more vitality. So everybody wins if we learn to do relationships well. I love Absolutely. it. Everybody wins. Well, on that note, thank you guys for coming on again for the oh, second time. You're, <laughs> you're most welcome. It's been great to be back. Absolutely. It's yes, fun talking to you guys and I wish you the 
utmost success with the book, the courses, everything that you guys are doing? Sure, it's going to be success. It's a great, great book. Um, I can't wait to read it. I already know a lot about it just from past year of talking to you guys about it. So I can't wait to actually get my hands on it and read it. You'll get, you'll get lots of personal stories in the book as well. So watch out for those. <laughs> good, good, good. Lots of stories. Yeah, well, you, you'll get to know us even better. <laughs> good. <laughs> Great. Well, I can't wait to. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Wonderful. You're most welcome. If you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, please hit subscribe and give us a five-star rating on whichever platform you're tuning in from. It means the world to us to have your support on our show in this little mini way. <laughs> you can also stalk us on Instagram at Head Over Heels Show for more juicy stuff. If you have any questions, send them via email at us at hohshow.com or DM us on socials. Thank you for having us between your ears. And as always, we, we wish, wish you what, you what we, we have. have.